This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another podcast episode. So this week in the U.S., we will be celebrating Thanksgiving. And I thought, what an appropriate time to talk about gratitude. And, you know, when I think about gratitude, there's so many benefits. You probably hear this all the time, right? There's so many things when you're scrolling on social media that remind you to be grateful. There's tons of gratitude challenges, gratitude jars, gratitude notes, like the list just really goes on and on. And for as much as it's talked about, I really find that most of us are not practicing gratitude at a deep, deep level. And I know for myself, when I am really conscious and focused on maintaining my gratitude practice, my life is so much better. I am happier. I am more content and I'm more at peace with everything that is going on because I found a way to be grateful through it all. And I know for many of you who may not be at the exact place you want to be in your marriage, that finding things to be grateful for might feel like a needle in a haystack where you're so conscious and aware of the things that are going wrong, the ways your husband frustrates you, the times that he's let you down, or the moments where the connection that you really want is just not happening. And here's what I also believe. Those are the times when practicing gratitude matters the most, and those are the times where you need it the most. Now, what makes this hard is that many, many times just being grateful, right? Just writing a list of things you are grateful for feels insignificant compared to the things that are problematic, right? So if you feel like you're in an emotionally distant marriage, And someone comes and is like, well, just be grateful. Like, what can you be grateful for? You're like, I don't want to be grateful about anything because I've got this gaping void in my heart where I want to be connected to my husband. And many times I think gratitude gets this bad rap because it kind of has been portrayed as sort of this like Pollyanna, pie in the sky, positive thinking magic right? That if you just think positive thoughts and click your heels three times, 
life will be amazing. And I also think what gets in the way of really diving into a gratitude practice is many times you might just want to feel justified in your anger that the things that feel as though they are going wrong are things that matter to you, things that you don't want to let go of. And so being angry about it or being frustrated or being disappointed feels like the only option you have. It feels completely justified. And you've probably told yourself, if I were to talk to any of my friends or anybody I know about this, they would feel the exact same way. Well, I'm glad that I'm a friend in your vo- your ear right now because all of that thinking is optional. And even more, there are times in life when you are being a mature adult that you do things that initially you really don't want to do. It's part of the package of being a responsible human being in this world. So what I want to just ask you is, what are things that you do now that you really don't want to do, but you do anyways? Because that's really what we're talking about when we examine this resistance to gratitude because things aren't going well. It's just something you don't want to do. But every single day, I am certain there are things you don't want to do, but you do them. Why is that? I ask myself this question. What makes a person do something they don't want to do? And here are five examples. And I want you to think about these in your own life. And then we're going to find ways to borrow the same philosophy when it comes to practicing gratitude. So let's just talk about, we do things often that we don't want to do because there's an actual tangible reward on the other side of it, like work. Although I'll just say, I don't feel that way. Um, I'm very, very blessed to be doing exactly what I decided I want to be doing on my terms in all the ways. But I will be honest that there are some tasks of my job, of my career as a life and marriage coach that I don't love. And so I do them because they serve my clients. I do them because they serve the goal that I want. For you who, you know, are working a job that may not be your favorite job to have, you go to work because you get paid. You want the money because you want to maintain your lifestyle. And so there is a tangible reward, something you can see, touch, feel, hold experience that makes doing that thing that you really would prefer not to do worth it. So that's number one. Another reason we sometimes do things that we don't want to do is just to get it done. I call this task elimination, right? There are things that you know that just are on your to-do list that you've been procrastinating or it happens and you're like, oh, I have to do this. But you do it anyway because of the satisfaction of being done with it. Sometimes, this is like a confession, 
I feel that way about parenting. There's sometimes when I'm like snuggled up on the couch and just right in my favorite little nook. And then one of my children will be like, I want a snack. I remember when we were potty training, they were like, I have to go to the potty. And it's like, oh, I just got myself relaxed. Now I have to get up. But I do it quickly because I don't want the task hanging over my head. So I'm sure you can find something that is just a task or a thing on your list that you just want to get it over with. And so you do it. Other things that drive us to do things that we don't want to do is it helps you do something else subsequently. So I think the best example I can think of right now is waking up early. I, for a period of time, woke up at like 5 a.m. I don't do it now, although I do wake up around 6 a.m. But I remember thinking that waking up this extra hour early would give me time to myself, time to do my self-coaching, time to journal, time to pray. And doing that, having that extra hour really set me up in many beneficial ways for the rest of my day. So it was sort of like the sacrifice of waking up early produced some other reward or enabled me to be able to do something later. You can also think about this with education, right? So, you know, you go to college or you go to graduate school or you go to law school or medical school, and then you enter residency and fellowships and all of that stuff. And so that journey, that investment, that sacrifice of your time and your energy and your money is to have the later reward of a very lucrative, respected, successful career in the field of your choice, right? So same thing applies. Other reasons, you have to. Let's just be honest. Again, as a responsible adult, there are some things you just have to do, right? You have to pay your bills if you want your home, if you want your car, if you want food. You have to pay, It's just the way it is. And even now, right, in the midst of COVID, wearing a mask, there are plenty of people who don't want to wear a mask, but they do because it's the rule. You have to. I kind of like that one a lot, just as I think about gratitude, where it's sort of like, what if I just told you, like, you have to? Like, if you're listening to this podcast and you value my expertise and my help, like gratitude is just a non-negotiable, like you have to do it. And then the last one, which I also really like a lot is sometimes doing things you don't want to do in the moment is an opportunity and a call to your higher self. As a coach, I spend a lot of time examining my own self-concept and teaching my clients how to do that for themselves. And so once we've identified like who it is we want to be, what is the best version of ourselves, what's like the dreamiest version of us we can imagine, then there are things and choices you will need to make now that are a nod that set you up for that better version of yourself being your reality. And so I think a lot of times these things that we're resistant to wanting to do, 
really open the door for our growth, for our evolution, for our transformation into our next level, whatever that looks like for you. So those are just tangible things I want you to think about, even in your own life, how those things are operating. Like you're already doing things you don't really want to do for some of these reasons I've just highlighted, right? So in our conversation, what I'm really just doing is I'm building the case for gratitude. Now, on the flip side, here's what I really want you to think about, which I think if you allow yourself can be really, really profound. And that's this question. Why wouldn't you want to practice gratitude? Why not? Like, what's the downside? What's the benefit of not spending some time purposefully and intentionally feeling grateful? What is the harm in that? Why would you not want to count the great, amazing, wonderful blessings that are in your life? Why would you not want to spend time doing that? I can't think of any reasons. And here's one as it relates to marriage, right? Because as I set up this conversation with you, I recognize that you're probably attracted to this podcast because something's a little bit off in your marriage. And so when it comes to gratitude and when it comes to thinking about what's right with your relationship when so many things seem wrong, it's uncomfortable to do it. But here's what I also want you to think about. Like, why would you not want to spend time thinking the best about your spouse? Who does it help for you not to do that? It probably doesn't help anyone, right? And a lot of times we just tell ourselves, well, like he doesn't deserve it, right? He's so wrong in all these other areas that I don't even want to like spend time thinking about good things. But just like anything that could bring you happiness, peace, and contentment, why wouldn't you want to at least just dip your toe in it? Just dip your toe in a little bit of gratitude. And I want to walk you through it right now. So here's how you start if this is something that is difficult for you. I always like to start, and what I actually do is more of a gratitude rampage where I just like bring up every possible thing I could be grateful for. And then you know, throughout the week, I'll just do lists. But whenever I feel like I need a groundswell of gratitude to sort of overcome what I'm perceiving as a lot of challenges or things that are undesirable, I just spend extra time just building up reserves of gratitude. So I always like to start with life, health, strength, right? The activity of my limbs and a well-developed or well-functioning mind And then my family, right? Like no matter what's going on, if you have health, if you have people in your life that you love, you have something to be grateful for. So always start there if this is hard for you and then maybe move on to your job or 
the resources you have, the money you have, the home you have, the, the fact that you actually just have all the things you need. There's food in your fridge. You have clothes in your closet. You have shoes for your feet. You have a coat, an umbrella, gloves, a mask, right? You can just start with like very tangible things and recognize that there are people in the world who don't have those things. And so, of course, you're grateful for them. You can be grateful for your car or other physical things, right? You can be grateful for your couch, your TV, your cell phone, the internet, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google or wherever you listen to this podcast, you can just be grateful for it and think about like, what would life be like if I didn't have a phone right now? What would life be like if I didn't have access to internet or electricity? These are things we don't really spend time thinking about. So I want you to get yourself all nice and cozy and warmed up to this idea of gratitude And then I want you to sort of like gently shift your way into gratitude for your marriage and gratitude for your husband. So it's sort of like by doing these very universal things that of course you're grateful for, of course it's easy to find reasons to be grateful for, you sort of melt away a little bit of the resistance and your heart is more receptive and open to being in a posture of gratitude. And so then you can start with your husband like, What is he actually doing right? Many of my clients and the people that I work with, their husbands are phenomenal providers. So much so, right? That may be part of the problem that he works too much. He's too focused on his career. He's too ambitious. But at the end of the day, he is a provider. He makes sure that your household has everything you could possibly need and more, right? You want for nothing. And so you can be grateful about that, even though... Maybe his ability to provide means that he's out of the home more than you would like, or he's working or preoccupied with work or the stock market or whatever endeavor he might be pursuing to bring in more income into the home. You can still be grateful that he's a provider. You can also be grateful that he is a protector, right? Like you feel safe in your home or the things you need to keep your home safe are there. You can feel grateful that he's a good father. All of my clients can say that about their husbands, where he may be lacking in the emotional intelligence department with them as his wife. He is a good father, right? The kids love him. The kids respect him. The kids enjoy spending time with him. That is something to be grateful for. He may pick up the kids. He may help out with the kids. Again, It may not be at 100% as you would like, but even if it's 2%, that's something because guess what? There's a lot of women out there who are 100% single moms with no help at all, no father in the home at all. So you can find and squeeze out every bit of gratitude you have for your husband being the father that he is. So once you've done that, right, then you can start looking at like some of the dynamics between the two of you. You can start looking at communication, 
Now, of course, communication is usually the number one thing people complain about, but maybe he says good morning to you, or maybe he will text you. Maybe he will sit down for a conversation with you about logistics of what kid needs what and who needs to go to the store and what do you need from the store. Now, I know I hear you in your head like, are you kidding me? We should be talking about more than just the logistics of our life together. I want meaningful conversation. I want connection. I want closeness. I want vulnerability and intimacy. Yes, 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 yes to all of it. Those are beautiful and wonderful desires. But right now, we are focusing on what you do have. And when you're constantly looking at what's not there, you miss what is there. And you can only build something better from starting with some type of foundation. And so, yes, many of your conversations end in tension. But at least he's there to be having the conversation with you. And you can be grateful for that. The other thing that I want to just offer is you can also intentionally be grateful for the way he shows love to you. Again, this is a really big complaint where, you know, you think about the five love languages, right? There's words of affirmation, there's physical touch, there's quality time, there's gifts, there's acts of service. And many times, there's a mismatch between what your love language is and what your husband's love language is. But what I want to offer you is look for his love in all of those love languages. I know for me recently, you know, my love language is words of affirmation, which is, I would say if there was a scoring system is probably my husband's lowest mark just by nature. I don't judge him about it often, right? (laughs) I am in this too. Just know that. But he bought me some bagels and he went to the grocery store and they, I didn't say that I wanted them. They weren't on the list, but I had had a recent period of time where I just wanted bagels for breakfast. And so I actually, you know, the past couple of weeks have stopped eating them, but he bought them because he thought of me. He's like, oh yeah, she likes bagels. I'm going to get her some bagels. And I chose to really focus in on that and appreciate that and just magnify that. And it made me feel so loved. It made me feel so noticed. And those things matter. But I think many of us, if it's not the way we want it, if he's not loving us in the exact prescribed way we think he should, then we choose to feel unloved. And that's actually unnecessary. So look for his love. Be grateful for however he might show that to you. Even if it, again, defaults back to him being a provider. Men show love by working, by making money for their family. And I want us as women to stop resisting that as a form of love because it absolutely is. may not be our way, but it's his way. And we can receive that graciously and with gratitude and completely change the way that we feel. So I want you to really stretch yourself to do this work because here's the alternative. 
I truly believe that we underestimate the impact of not having our spouse in our life. When a marriage is rocky, when you're going through a rough patch, it seems like sometimes that your life would be better without them. And I think that is the dangerous misconception and just a sneaky thought that if you really, really, really sit down with it, may not be true. And so are you underestimating the positive impact that your husband has on your life? Are you not seeing how if he wasn't there, things would be harder for you? You would actually not be happy. Okay? So spend some time really thinking about the ways your life is better because of him. The ways that you are better off for having him as a part of your life. And then the last sort of bonus concept when it comes to gratitude that I want to share with you is gratitude in advance. So again, your marriage may not be all that you want it to be right now, but you can also use that as a map for your desires. If you want a deep, connected, loving relationship, then go for that and practice gratitude in advance for it. Look at how it's possible. Believe that God is going to navigate things in such a way that it happens. Believe that by you working on yourself, by you loving and accepting your husband right where he is, that that opens the door to what you want. So practicing gratitude in advance is believing in what you want for your marriage and being grateful for it now. So imagine that you do have the exact kind of marriage that you want. Imagine that you love your marriage again. How would you be feeling? What would be your predominant emotions? What would be the experiences you would be having with your husband? What would you be doing together? What would you be talking about? How would you be relating to each other? And now I also want you to think about what this time right now is teaching you and showing you and revealing to you that you need to know in order to create what you want in the future. You can be grateful in this moment for the challenges in your marriage, for the issues in your marriage, because they're nudging you to what you want. They're showing you who you can be if you use them as a growth opportunity. And that is something to be deeply, deeply grateful for. All things are working together for your good. God has promised you that. And so you can see everything that is happening in your marriage as something to be grateful for because in the end, it is always, always good. So happy Thanksgiving, happy gratitude. I am so grateful for you being on the other side of this mic for me to share this information with. It is my honor to meet you here each week and I am holding you in the deepest gratitude in my own heart 
And it is my hope that the light of gratitude from my heart would shine into yours and that you would find so many new, beautiful, wonderful things to be grateful for in your own life. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.